Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Okay, welcome back. We are going to be doing a two-part series today and next week, and that is going to be on the topic of calming corners or spaces, if you will. And I really want to dive into why you don't need a calming corner. So first of all, I just want to share some of my background in case you haven't listened to any other episodes or maybe you missed it. I am a pediatric occupational therapist. So a lot of my job in the clinic was helping kids who were dysregulated. A lot of times that included some sensory processing challenges. But looking back, I think there was a lot of behaviors that come because our society pushes disconnection and our kids need connection. It is a basic need, just like food, water, air, shelter, connection is one of them. And that is completely lacking. And, excuse me, it's being pushed further and further not to a fault of our own, but it's just what is recommended when you Google search how to manage my child's behavior, when you ask friends or even other professionals, things that my pediatrician with my first used to say um, at four months led me out the door really quickly. But sometimes when you don't have a background or you don't understand child development, you don't recognize that there's a problem with it until there's this big problem of dysregulation and behaviors that you can't manage that are getting harder and harder and trickling into other environments like school or daycare. And suddenly you find yourself with these problems with the teacher or your child going to the principal or um, you being kicked out of a daycare because your child keeps you know, being aggressive towards other kids. And a lot of times the immediate recommendation is to create calming spaces. And so I want to say before we get started that I don't think calming spaces are a bad thing, but I think there's something that we really need to consider first before we enter into the calming space realm, and that is we need connection first. So we need to make sure that we're giving space for emotions before we are just saying, okay, go calm down in your corner or go to your calming space or go to your room and use some of your calming strategies. And um, I want to share an example with you that makes it pretty clear. And as I'm looking back, it was it was this realization that um, there was a big chunk missing in my education that I think is so important. Yes, sensory activities, calming activities are great, but only if we have connected first. So um, after my second son was born in 2020, the world kind of shut down, which I was oblivious at first. I had a friend come over and um, meet my baby and she started talking about how things were going to be closed and I was like, what are you talking about? And, um, 
so, you know, things got postponed, but I was coming to the end of maternity leave and I just really, I've always had a desire. I feel like God has placed a desire on my heart specifically to be home with my kids. And, um, my children are three years apart. So with my first, I, I did not stay home. I was out working and it was really hard for me to drop him off. And I just, every day, like I thought, after maternity leave with him, like things will get easier. I loved my job. I absolutely love being a pediatric OT, working with families and kids, but I just continued to have this desire on my heart to be the one at home with my kids all day and not have to drop them off or if they're sick, not have to take off of work, things like that. And so I am, I was just like trying to rack my brain because like many people, I couldn't just stay home. I needed to bring in some income. And so that led me to opening up a daycare. And I was like, this will be great. I get to be with my kids. I can still make some money. We'll be at home. Um, and it was okay. <laughs> it was the perfect solution for that moment because it truly led to eye-opening experiences, which led into education and, you know, just the ripple effect of I wouldn't be where I am right now without that experience. But what I want to share with you is that when I started daycare and the kids were coming, it was a really hard time for my oldest. And I think a lot of that in, in taking classes and kind of reflecting back is because there was a lot of emotion there. There was a lot of things I didn't understand about behavior and the need for connection and the need for expressing it and how that all looked and just development in the behavioral way. And so when I had to divide my attention between a lot of these kids, a lot of the feelings that he had kind of lumped together in past experiences started to come out and there was a lot and I mean a lot of behavior. So when I'm talking to you about these things, I'm not just telling you things I've learned. I am speaking from experience, like the lowest of low, holding in my tears because I could not cry in front of children because it was so challenging and I literally did not know what to do. But I had to move forward because I couldn't just crawl in the hole like I wanted to. And so if you're in that place, there is hope, <laughs> I promise you. Um, but so um, he would have these meltdowns and it, a lot for a while, it was almost constant. And I'm in this place where I want to support him. But I also have five other kids that I have to pay attention to. And so I started to think, okay, well as an OT, I would recommend, you know, a, a calming space for him with these activities and sensory things. And so I started to set that up and I would ask him, okay, cause we had, um, our basement isn't done and that's where I had the daycare. So we had a big open floor plan. And so I would ask him like, where do you want your section to be? And when you're feeling overwhelmed or you want to be away from the kids, you can go to that space. And then I would have different things in there for him. It, like putty, there was Legos, just different calming things. Things. And no matter where I positioned it, whether it was something that he wanted, um, a specific place, it never worked. And that is because I was not making space for connection. What he really needed in that moment wasn't a calming strategy. What he needed in that moment was connection. He needed space for emotions. And when I finally recognized that, things changed 
drastically. So before you sit down and plan out the space that you're going to create and talk with your child and get these calming basket activities, which again, I don't think are inherently bad or wrong, but I think the first thing that you need to do is focus on creating and implementing a connection plan first. So if you're like, what does that even mean? I recorded episode number 10 all about that. If you need more specific help, reach out to me and I'd be happy to help you create something because there's a lot of different facets to it. Um, And you can incorporate as many or as little as you want. It's kind of about you and your schedule and um, just kind of where you're at. But really paying attention to the need for connection. Because if you look at your situation, if you just stop and reflect, do you work outside the home? Does your child go to daycare or school? Do you make meals? Are you with your child all day but have other children? Or you work from home? Or you're doing cleaning tasks during the day? There are a million ways that our kids become disconnected. And it's not you know, it's not a negative, bad thing from us. It just is what it is. We become disconnected. And when we aren't aware of that, they become more and more disconnected. Behaviors crop up and there's more disconnection pushed in then. Go to your room, go to a timeout, go calm down and come back when you're ready. That is creating an additional level of disconnection, which then is fostering more behaviors or more pent up emotions because now not only do they feel disconnected, but they feel like they can't share those feelings because when that comes out in behavior, we can't manage our own self-control because of whatever reason. And then we're getting upset and we are sending them away, disconnecting. And when you look at and reflect on what this looks like in your home, you might start to see I'm not might, you will because it's inevitable. No matter how much you try to connect, even for me, I'm with my kids all day, every day. I have a knowledge of all these connection strategies. There is still disconnection that happens. So you're never going to get to a place where you're like, oh, we're so perfectly connected all the time. You know, it's just not reality. And that's fine. But if you sit back and look at how many times your child maybe feels disconnected or when they might feel disconnected, um, I think you'll be amazed at how much you maybe didn't really key into or recognize because you aren't trained to do that. We're trained to have your child go sit in a timeout and think about what they've done or have your child go in their room and when they're done feeling upset, come back out. And really focusing on creating connection throughout your routine is going to be game-changing for you. So I want to really encourage you to go back and listen to that episode Listen to the first few episodes if you haven't yet about special time and how to listen through feelings and play through feelings because those are all connection strategies that are going to help with behavior and with the connection, um, restoring that connection to have less behaviors. So again, as a pediatric OT who spent a lot of time teaching people how to create calming spaces and having visuals for different calming strategies, you don't need it right away. It can be a helpful tool, but it's not a necessary tool. Unless your child has some more deep sensory processing things, what you really need to focus on is connection. 
first. Connection first. Spend your time working on connection and implementing stay listening and play listening and special time. And then we'll talk about how to create and implement calming strategies appropriately next week. So stay tuned. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, I'd love for you to share them with me. If you need help figuring out how to actually implement some of these things, I would absolutely love to help you. It fuels my fire. This is my passion. I want to create a space in your home where you feel confident and empowered in parenting your child through behaviors in a way that feels good to you, that doesn't result in a bunch of mom guilt, but that also understands from your child's perspective, uses discipline, not punishment, to really train your kids and focuses on connection first because that's where the transformation is. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes. If you have any questions, you can book a discovery call and we can chat through them or you can just get signed right up for a session and we can create your own behavior blueprint that focuses on connection and how that looks for you in your specific situation. And if you find this podcast helpful, I would love for you to just scroll down to the bottom of it, write a review or a rating so that I can really share some empowerment with other moms and families because I my goal is that parents feel empowered and kids feel understood. So part two coming next week. Be sure to um, click subscribe so that you will know right away when that one comes out so you know how to implement strategies if that's something that you feel like is really important. But first and foremost, go create some connection. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and take me at Kaylee Josiah and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.